Oye, chicos, pero here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dreams. After arriving at Eddie's bunker, Uncle Eddie, I'm home. Hello. The patrol force received gifts and upgrades. You got me something you should know. And make plans to take the Florida man alive. To do so, they decide to interrogate one of his Lisa disciples. Turns out, our boy Marco Rubio is a frequent Café Risqué customer. Let's see what happens now. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rise and shine, patrol force. It's time to get risky. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that either. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'd rather be woken up any other way. That's I'm going dreadful. back to bed. I'm going oh, my goodness, my gracious. This reminds me of, of, of my time in the deep south. Because, you know, Florida is not exactly the south. But North Florida kind of is. But this, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I've been woken up this way in so long. I feel slightly threatened. Do a lot of people in Florida wake up yelling like this? Jeez. Yes. As you all are rudely awakened by this screeching man, you see Eddie in his finest jorts, sequined tank top, and a small smattering of necklaces and bracelets. He sits excitedly on the edge of a workbench and has a smattering of presents wrapped in toilet paper, like some weird budget-cut summertime Santa Claus. Well, I spent all night working on this, so uh, got some presents for all of you. Presents for me? But it's not even Hanukkah. Well, I, yeah, I, I kind of gave yours, you yours early, but I, I did a little extra tweaking, so... Uh, uh, all right, hold up. Uh, and he grabs a little package. It's literally just a, like a mound of toilet paper with something inside. And he goes, to David from Ed E. Ed E. Oh, I thank you. Oh, my goodness. And he only rips apart the toilet paper where the perforations are. Uh-huh. So it might take a while for him to open it. And he's just tenderly kind of tugging at it. Just in case you want to save this later, I know we're all on a budget these days, so I want you to be able to reuse this. And he just continues to kind of like tear away very slowly at the paper as he unwraps. And within the toilet paper, you see the good juju accentuator that he made you before. It's now tweaked and and glowing consistently. And basically, this is now going to allow you to spend a spell slot to deflect a magical attack. My goodness, wow. Thank you. So when you get attacked, as long as you're willing to expend that spell slot, you can redirect whatever that was at the person who sent it to you. And then he goes, all right, to Cletus from Eddie Claus. Cletus opens up the cryo chamber that he was sleeping in. 
Oh, Eddie, you shouldn't have. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was Eddie Claus. <laughs> right. I, I'm just fucking with your ego. <laughs> oh, shit. You don't got me there for a sec. I upgraded your, your lady. And, uh, well, I like oh. to call this, uh, Arletta's Wrath. Oh. And he hands you what you assume is a shotgun wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> Um, just take off your dress here real quick, Arletta. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and as you strip Arletta of her clothing, you see she has a gator leather grip and gator teeth lining the barrel. Oh. And basically, this is going to allow you to make a reactionary sawtooth attack after an enemy makes a melee attack on you. Arletta, look at you, darling. Oh, Eddie. I... I, I really needed this. Thank you, partner. Anytime, buddy. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> I ain't never been more attracted to you, Arletta, than I am right now. And, and Cletus just, like, starts sucking on the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> the shotgun. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. David kind of turns a little pale and goes, but he said he, said he never does that. <laughs> Eddie notices all of this and just kind of without commenting goes back to the pile of presents and goes, all right, to Senorita from Senorito. Good, good, Eddie, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not need anything. Thank you, though. It, yeah, it, it's just a little attack. It's the thing we talked about. Sorry, I, I you know, I, I, it's as pretty OP as it is. So uh, it's just a little attachment here. Hold up, let me just... And he, he slots something into your wrist mechanism. And so now officially, yeah, your tire iron has control. If you have another target within five feet of your first, you can make two attacks at once before it returns. That's so freaking metal. That's great. <laughs> and he winks, you're welcome. All right, two... Stephen Cornelius Nicodemus III from Uncle Eddie. <gasps> Uncle Eddie, another gift. <laughs> and and Steve walks up in his little exoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> My Dr. Octopus <laughs> gear. <laughs> and he goes, all right, well, uh, I already gave you the big present and I gave you that video game, but I got you one little last uh, thing. I took a picture of you while you were sleeping. Oh. And he pulls out a little fake ID. <gasps> and it's a, it has a picture of Steve in the fedora and the trench coat. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know how effective it is, but I thought it was cute. <laughs> this could get me into all the naughty places. Thank you, Uncle Eddie. Uh, JT, put your phone in this. And there's like a little dock next to a computer that he has there. Uh, uh, okay. I'm like, place my phone down. And he goes, all right, well, I uploaded the autopilot program overnight, but uh, I found your YouTube channel. Crypto JT, was it? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, one, I sent you about a 1,000 subscribers your way. Two, uh, I also got you. I, I wrote a little program for you. Uh, I took the liberty of calling it Decrypto JT. So it's a decryption application. And now, once per day, you can attempt a roll to fry any electronic device. <sighs> Thanks, Eddie. What? Yeah, man. Don't don't worry about it. Marriage a lie. Oh well. Where's my nasty lady at? Where's my na? Hey, yes, I'm right over here. And Guinevere crawls out from underneath the bunk bed, <laughs> and he goes, "I got you a little something." And he pulls out a, a, a little pink purse that goes around her head and onto her back like a backpack. And he goes, "Now you see, if you ever get into a jam, that that little backpack purse thing." It has something just as nasty as you. Might, might just save your hide. 
just so you guys know. It's essentially a stink bomb that Guinevere can set off like a grenade. Uh, <laughs> Yuck. And he goes, all right, and for Hayes and uh, David, don't worry, I took good care of her. He pulls out Gladys, and Gladys now has a bright, glossy red tip, like lipstick on the barrel. <laughs> Gladys, you've never looked better, darling. My goodness, my gracious. I gave Gladys a little far. Now, whenever you shoot her, I got six rounds right now, but I can make more if we ever need to restock. She does a little uh, ignition action, if you catch my drift. Oh, sets people on fire and things? Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. I could only do that before with the power of God. Well, not now Gladys matches you just fine. And then he goes, oh, I almost forgot. Everyone check your stockings. <gasps> and you realize that in the middle of the night, Eddie took one sock off of each of you and put a little <laughs> something in it <laughs> next to wherever you were sleeping. What's in mine? Well, for you, I just took another sock off Cletus and, and put it next to you. So Cletus, sorry, you're, you're barefoot. David, I took one of yours for Hayes. My orthopedic compression socks? Yeah, yeah, I, I took both of yours. Uh, I, I gave one to Guinevere and one to Hayes because Hayes doesn't wear any shoes. I thought my blood flow was feeling a little low in my legs this morning. <laughs> but yeah, you all have stockings that you can go open. I'm going to go open mine. Yeah. Inside of your little socks, you all see matching communicators to pop on. So now you can all hear Steve. And don't forget, we discovered they are telepathic communicators. Can you all hear me? Uh, of course I can hear you. David puts it on and, he, and he's like, oh my goodness. Hello, Steve. We meet once more. And now, forever, we'll be in touch. My goodness, my gracious. Hooray. And all of you hear David in your head. Like, it's not just Steve. Everyone hears each other telepathically. Oh, oh no. Oh, jeez. Too many voices. I take it all. I do not need as many. No, no. <sighs> David starts thinking to himself, I wonder how telepathy works. Can you all hear this? Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> oh, so everybody gets to hear my inner monologue. How thrilling. <laughs> JT like smiles and like slowly takes off the device. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's what you got. Yay. David starts walking across the room and everybody telepathically hears, just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, I, I definitely take it off and put it in my pocket. I'm taking mine off. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you could take yours off because the communicator could just lets them speak to you. So I don't know if you can avoid David's monologue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it. You take it off. David can still speak to you as long as he has his on. Though. <laughs> Damn it. Fine, I put it back on. <laughs> Fuck. David, take yours off immediately. <laughs> Hey, uh, you need to borrow my tinfoil hat, Steve. What's the range on these, Eddie? Well, uh, honestly, I'm not fully sure. I kind of just reverse engineered it, so there's still some mystery to it. But uh, I, I was doing a little pre preliminary testing, and I heard some of Steve's uh, dreams last night. And I was outside, so oh. we, we got at least 30 feet. I, I got to guess, 30, 40, maybe 50. What was he dreaming about? Do tell. No, there's Eddie, not going to be Eddie any don't. secrets between I, I, us anymore. I think it was dreaming about... Um, uh, it must have been Batman, because he kept talking about someone named Joker. I don't know. He was doing some real nasty stuff to him. Yep. It was about Batman. <laughs> you got it. Anyways, uh, so what, what'd you guys get me? Uh, uh, the gift of friendship. 
And Eddie runs crying away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> David David frantically reaches into his front pleated khaki pants and is just rummaging around in his pocket, desperate for something. And he maybe I should roll to see <laughs> see what he can pull out of his pocket. Sure, go for it. It's a sixteen. What would a 16 be in an old Jewish man's pocket? You pull out a, a really tasty, uh, pristine Werther's original. <gasps> Eddie, here's what I've gotten for you. It's a delightful Werther's original, and it's not one of those hard ones. It's the nice, soft, chewy ones, because you know, on my teeth, I can't be crunching on something hard. Oh, man, Meemaw used to love these, and he just eats it, like, out of your hand. Like, just, ow. <laughs> Eddie... I want you to have this. And I unzip my duffel bag and I give him the skunk ape head. Oh shit, man. Hold up. Hold up. And he goes in, he grabs a little jar and he pours some liquid in it and he pops the head in. And now it's floating inside. Kind of like how JFK's head was when you found yeah. it. Just make sure to feed it and give it water and it'll grow into a beautiful skunk ape. Oh, I promise I'll take good care of it. I'll take it for a walk every day. I'll clean up after <laughs> it. <laughs> and he went, uh, all right, you know what? Y'all can make it up to me at the cafe with lots of single dollar bills. Oh yeah, all four of them. All right, uh, well, we're ready to hit the trail? <gasps> yes, let's go to the cafe, come on. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Cafe, I could use a cup of coffee. Uh... Oh, right, I don't think we ever really oh, explained. Damn, how old's JT? I'm, I'm 17. You got a fake? Uh, no. I've got a fake now. It's a good thing you brought it up because we are in Tallahassee. I mean, how do you think I make a living during the low season for conspiracies? All these freaking college kids. JT, stand in front of that little picture camera there. Uh, <laughs> okay, and I go over there. Oh, it looks just like the DMV. Oh, uh, yeah, look how upset he looks. <laughs> And you see Eddie preparing something on a computer really quick before like a big, it almost looks like a big office like fax machine spits out a little plastic card with JT's like half blinked uh, picture. Get rid of those pimples. He looks a little older. Oh, oh yeah. Hold up, hold up. And he draws like with Microsoft Paint, he draws a mustache on JT's face. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, all right, all right, here you go, JT. And you see it's a, yeah, you, you now have a fake ID that says you're one year older than you are and there's a really bad fake mustache painted on <laughs> it looks just like me you're a man now son congratulations now let's go get some tittleage all right you all leave the bunker you see eddie locks it shut the security systems reactivate you go outside you hop into the rv and he goes well here goes nothing jt stay in the driver's seat for now just in case uh we don't know how well this is gonna go uh Actually, let's find out. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, lucky for you. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the system seems to work perfectly. He pops in Cafe Risqué. You see with uh, the little monitor route the direction, and the RV slowly backs itself out of the parking space and onto the road. And you head toward Cafe Risqué. Sick. You drive for a while before the RV pulls into the Cafe Risqué parking lot. There's a large neon sign announcing its presence to passers-by. The name flashes in bright pink, and there is line art of a man and a woman sharing a bath in a large espresso cup, a sleek leg stylishly hanging over the rim. The RV struggles to fit into the small parking spaces, and you pour out to see the deep purple carpet beneath an extended canopy that leads to the heavy pink metal double doors of the club. 
Is there anyone outside? There's no one outside at the double doors. It's relatively early. What time is it? You guys slept in a lot because you were like beat to hell. <laughs> but let's say it's roughly like 4 p.m. Like most people are still in work. Like even if you rush to the club, like it'll probably be another hour before most people get here. Maybe we should explore while there's no one here. Well, there might be staff inside and I'll be a little Oh, that, there's definitely staff inside. Trust me, I, I've been here earlier than this. <laughs> let's sneak in through a window. Ain't no windows at the Cafe Risqué, buddy. Just doors. Yeah. (gasps) You don't have windows in that kind of club. You know, Sensei, we have a pretty good track record for things going south very quickly. If we go in now, there will be less civilians to endanger. But here's the thing, right? We can blend in with a huge crowd, whereas when we're all just walk in with a gator man, it's a little uh, suspicious. You heard this one, a redneck, a crocodile, and a rabbi walk into a strip club, you know, likes this look. And he's not, he's underage, and and that's a whole ass mother right there, so. Hey. I believe it's pronounced a mammy. A a mamacita. (laughs) Oh, shit, Cletus, goddammit. While they're debating that, JT sees the word topless, and he's like mesmerized and just walks through the door. (laughs) Everyone roll a perception check to see if you notice JT just walking into the strip club. He just walked in. That is a 23. Oh, no. 7. 14. 19. Let's go. Okay. I guess, JT, roll... I don't want to call it stealth because I don't think it's purposeful. Roll a dexterity check to see how just how nimble you were when you went about this. 18. So anyone who rolled higher than an 18 sees JT floating towards the doors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Hey, yo, JT's... Oh, shit. What do you mean? Where did JT go? Claudia's following JT. JT's running dick first into the fucking strip club. So we got- well, I guess uh, I'll stay here with the RV, I suppose. Hello, friends. Should I go? Should I stay? Oh. No, no, you stay right here, please. <laughs> Can I play your game, Steven? No, I am the first one to play Persona, thank you. You may play Minecraft till I get back. You can't stop me. Hayes, how do you feel about strip clubs? Uh, shit, I, you know, people should be free. Whether you want to do it in the club or outside, I don't care. Uh, yeah, why don't you come with? All right. So it's just me and Guinevere hanging out in the RV? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got a gator sit, I guess. I could just stay here. In, I'm a grown woman, you know. <laughs> well, just if I go away, just promise me you're not going to get nasty later. <laughs> no promises. Oh, you're so bad. Put on some Minecraft for her. I am already playing, Cletus, my lord. Stephen taught me well. All right, you stay right there, you old bat. Don't worry, I won't go anywhere near your PlayStation. Can I pocket the PlayStation in my trench coat? No, <laughs> it's a PS5. Damn. It's too big. Damn it. <laughs> let's let's go, Steve. So, Claudia, hot on JT's trail, you see this first, and then the rest of you, as you run into the building, you see them there a few seconds later. You open the double doors and see a small foyer lined with the deep purple carpet, spotted with clumps of ash and other debris from the outside. To your right is a stout, scruffy man seated at a desk behind a window. He looks out at you and says, ID. Hey, Paulie. Oh, hey, Eddie. Been a while. Yeah, you know. Oh, shit. Is that Cletus? What's up, boss? <laughs> hey, you. How you been? Just a pickled peach and yourself. You don't recognize me, do you, bastard? 
Yeah, of course I do. What's my name? I communicate to Eddie. What's this fucking guy's name? Uh, and you hear in, in your brain, Polly, 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 Polly. Hey, <laughs> come on, Polly. We go way back. You know. Oh, you little bastard. And he sticks his hand out. There's like a little like semicircle cutout, like for you to slip stuff into the booth. And he sticks his hand out for you to slap him fucking. <laughs> Lay you on some skin right there. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, hey, I, I ain't seen you two together in a while. What uh, what happened? Just coming over for the Christmas in July, I guess. The holidays, you know. Yeah. And you see Eddie go, yeah, we ain't been here together since. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then David just goes, oh, is this where you guys met Cindy? Is that where she works? Is this where you met her? Claudia's going to slap David on the back of the head. I communicate thank you to, <laughs> to, to Claudia. And Eddie just kind of a little sullenly slides him his ID card. And he says, Eddie, you're fine. I, obviously, I know you're, you're, you're good. All right, everyone. Uh, damn, we got a big party. Uh, IDs, everyone, please. There you go. Cletus, he, he looks at your ID, and you're good. Here you are, my fine Polly, one adult male oh. entering the club. <laughs> and I slap my ID on the table. Why? Why is your friend hissing at me? Oh, no. Oh, he's just horny. Oh, I, oh okay, I get it, I get it, yeah. All right. And Steve, roll a deception check for me. You get your bonuses. You get the plus one stealth from the hat, and I'll give you advantage for using the ID. Ooh. <laughs> That's 22. That's 23. And Polly grabs your ID, squints really hard, and goes, Yeah, all right, you're good. And he, he hands <gasps> you back the, yes! the ID. And you reach out your little gator paw. You hear the mechanic <laughs> as you grab it <laughs> and bring it back in. <laughs> I'm a man now. And then, like, JT just, like, looks at him. He's like, here you go, sir. Here's my totally real, completely not fake ID. You've been staring at me for a while, kid. It's a little weird. You just kind of floated in here and it started staring. But all right, all right. And he grabs your ID and roll a deception check for me. Use advantage as well. 26. All right. And he goes, you look better with a mustache. And slides it back to you. <laughs> then David approaches the booth and goes, I'm assuming you don't need to see my ID as getting older. What are the privileges of my uh, my advanced age means not a lot of people ask for it. But if you need it, I can give it as well. And he leans a little closer into the glass and goes, I'm going to need to see some ID. You don't look a day over 15, doll. <laughs> oh, my goodness, my gracious. And David takes his ID out of his very, very thick, yeah. like, trifold wallet. Hold on, it's in here somewhere. My AARP membership card, my AAA card, uh, the business cards from my associates. Oh, yes, here's my ID. And he just slides it across the little thing. And he goes, there's no way you're this old. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Enjoy your time at the club. And he slides you back your ID. Thank you. I actually have a couple of questions, if you wouldn't mind answering them while my friends go on ahead. Sure. Let's uh, let's let a senorita over here. What is that supposed to mean? See, Eddie, Polly knows. How did, why do you assume that? I didn't even talk to you. Uh, no, you know what? You're absolutely right. That's... Completely my bad. I'm sorry. Come on. I thought you ran this respectable titty club. Jesus. I'm sorry. You know, you and Eddie normally bring a bunch of ladies in here. What does that mean? Am I just say what? No, no. Explain to me, Polly, what that means. What does that mean? They like to party. Do I look like one who... What? Just take you my... You look ID. like you like to party. What? Who okay, doesn't like take, to party? 
take the ID. She she gives him the ID. Please, <laughs> just take the ID. All right. You look great. Enjoy your time. Sorry. <laughs> I promise I'm a good guy, I swear. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not doing this here. We're not doing this. So, Polly, back to my questions. I had a few. Yeah. I was wondering if you all had a ladies' night here, like for bachelorette parties and yeah, things. Tuesdays. Do you have any... Oh, Tuesdays, and are they the... Tonight is ladies' night, yeah. Oh, so you've got the male strippers out tonight. We have male strippers out every night. Have you never been here before? No. We don't discriminate based on gender for our strippers. If you can strip, you strip. Oh, how wonderful. Are you receiving any auditions? I've always wanted to do a second career. Yeah, yeah. Email uh, Polly at Cafe Risque. Polly at caferisque.net. I have a memory like a steel trap, my friend. I will not forget it. And he uh, walks away with Claudia as she pulls on his arm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Enjoy. Hayes runs in the back as you guys are entering the club and goes, sorry, I just really wanted to look at uh, um, Guinevere was starting that new game, uh, Persona. It looked pretty cool. Anyways, uh, here you go. Excuse me? And you see Polly grabs the ID and he goes, all right, enjoy your time, Hayes. Uh, whatever. Thank you. Sorry, what's your name? Polly. Uh, well, thank you, Polly. You uh, have a nice day. And Hayes walks inside with the rest of you. You enter Cafe Risque, and the aromatic combination of cheap liquor, cigarettes, and bodily secretions masked by an off-brand Febreze fill Cletus and Eddie with adrenaline. Immediately to your left, running all the way up to the wall, is an L-shaped bar with six seats along it and a person with cropped black hair and a green vest behind it. To your right, the wall juts out a bit further and contains the bathroom. Laid out in front of you, beneath the flashing neon lights, is the main event. There are three tables scattered throughout the space and countless chairs lined up against the inverted T-shaped runway. Upon it are five poles stretching up to the ceiling. At the moment, a woman dances a millimeter above the ground on the left in an impressive pose and a man rhythmically thrusts to the booming bass on the right. In the far back of the room on either side are doors leading to the back area. Okay, uh, JT, get your communicator on. Well, JT's just like looking at the woman dancing. He doesn't even pay attention to what Cletus just said. So this is what Cafe Risque looks like. I'll be honest, it's a little underwhelming. Sensei, you told me this was a magical place full of wonder and mystery. It is. Give it a sec. I'm going to reach into JT's pocket and put the communicator <laughs> on him. Okay. Eddie immediately booms into all of your heads. Give me your singles. Give me your singles. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Eddie, focus. We're on I'm mission. I'm focusing, but I'm having some fun too. God damn it. I'll give you one. I only have four bucks. I'll give you one. Four bucks. JT snaps out of it and like slides Eddie a 50. Hey, no, man. single, singles. My man. And he does a little a little handshake with JT and he whispers in your ear. You. You. All right, uh, JT, what's your poison? I don't even know. This is my first time being here. Well, hey, listen, that's uh, Juniper over there. She's great. Although Antonio, Antonio's wild. <laughs> you, you might, I mean, hey, but, but, you know, I, I, I don't know which way you roll, whatever, but uh, trust me, you can't go I wrong. I would love to learn more about Antonio, my good sir. Oh, uh, with all respect, I think we'll leave Antonio alone. Is Chastity working today? Today's Tuesday. I think, yeah, Chastity's working, but it's a little early, so I don't, I doubt she's here yet. 
I'll wait for him. Anyway, you can have one of my singles. I only have four. You can have one of them. <laughs> you are a cheap fucking bastard. You know that? Hey, I, I'm giving you 25% of my funds right here, man. Whatever. All right. Go do what you're going to do. And he goes up to the bar, orders a drink, and then runs over to Antonio and looks at David and like motions his head to see if he wants to join him. David in his head goes, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And he just kind of walks over, waddling, um, kind of like trying to conceal something maybe, just slowly kind of, you know, meandering over. All right, so what is everyone doing? Claudia would like to go to the back room. Okay, just so you are aware, there are other patrons in the club at the moment. Most of them are seated around either Juniper or Antonio. There are bouncers or some sort of security at either door that leads to the back. There's the person behind the bar and Cletus, you just out of experience know that there's probably another like plain clothes security somewhere in the audience. And Cletus, you know this very well. The back rooms are, there's a dressing room back there, but there's also private booths for uh, more clandestine activities. Yeah. I'm gonna walk over to the dancing lady and lean on the rail. Hey, sugar. How you doing, mama? Oh, I'm doing good. She's talking to you very casually, but she's like dancing right in front of JT. Yeah. And JT <laughs> is losing his mind. <laughs> I'm going to follow Cletus. Hello, mama-san. How are you? Oh, someone's horny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do they call you? Besides beautiful. Oh, man. I'm Juniper. Hi. How, who are you? Juniper. Hey, listen. This is my son's first time. He's becoming a man today. And I, I pat JT's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was your son. It's my Damn. first time, too. I, okay, I telecommunicate Steve. Yes, but Steve, you are a crocodile, and it would scare her, so I'm sorry. I cannot. I, I want I, to feel the magic to. sensei. <laughs> oh, no. I promise you, we will go... We will go find you, a lizard lady. <laughs> David chimes in over the telecommunicator and just goes, No, I think I think magic works on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Tuesday. So, listen, I, I was wondering if maybe you can uh, show him a good time in the back, maybe a little lap dance, you know, just to wet his whistle a bit. Well, if you got the cheddar, I got the cheese. I, <laughs> I did not like you. I do not like you using cheese. Why you have to do? Why, why you have to do that? I I telecommunicate to JT. Why don't you slip her slip her a fifty? Fifty? We want to get you in the back room so you can go investigate. JT pulls out another fifty, like slides it to her. Slide it in her bra. In her bra. He's like shakingly, like <laughs> reaches his hand over with the fifty. <laughs> She grabs your hand and guides it into her bra to put to leave the 50. And then with the other hand actually unhooks the bra, covering herself still with her arms, drops it, and then releases her arms as she slides it into the waistband of her panties and continues to dance and says, well, we're not quite there yet, but that'll get you something. Slide her another 50 in her panties. I, 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 like JT like reaches in, like grabs one more 50. From across the room, everyone hears David's monologue like, I think I have the same pair of panties. (laughs) (laughs) 
you slide the 50 onto like, she put the first 50 on her left hip and then you slide it on her right hip and she kicks off both of her heels as she like gets down on the ground and does some like rhythmic writhing as she faces her derriere towards JT and begins to move and says, well, we're halfway there. And we flash over to Antonio, rhythmically thrusting. At this point, he's just partying with David. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just, it's like right in your face. Like his knees are out like past your ears and he's just bumping. And Eddie's there going, yeah! And throwing Cletus a single dollar bill at him. <laughs> yeah, pump it, Antonio. <laughs> my goodness, my gracious, I've never had so much fun in my entire life. Now, what made you choose this career? I love to dance, and I have a body. <laughs> I have a body like a, like a beast with a good body. <laughs> yes, you certainly do. You're so beastly, except I would think most beasts have more body hair, but you're so, so smooth. My goodness. I am like a sexy porpoise, although the bears come later in the evening. Uh, <laughs> Claudia would like to telepathically tell everyone, I know that this is maybe new to some of you, but can we please all focus for a second? We're doing it, sweetheart. We're getting, we're almost there. We're halfway there. Oh David my. says, oh, don't worry. I am very focused right now with the immediate task in front of me, directly <laughs> in front of me. It's a very big task and it requires my full attention. Okay. Hayes goes up to Antonio and goes, Antonio, may I touch? Oh my God. And then they pull out a little dollar bill and Antonio pops a little butt cheek out as they slide it into the the waistband and give Antonio a squeeze. Goes, what do you do for your glutes? My goodness. I was wondering the same thing. My goodness. I, I mean, I try to do squats. But, you know, it just doesn't seem to have the effect it did back in my 20s. The secret. And he holds himself up on top of uh, one of the poles and then slides down it like a fireman. Are the pulsing squats. And he starts, uh, squ- like, squatting an inch <laughs> above the ground. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> okay, JT, this is it. A final blow. Pull out big old Benjamin. I only brought 200 with me. That's her prize, man. We gotta yeah, get you. Yeah, I gave 50. <laughs> you just gave Eddie. her 100. I gave 50 to Eddie. Shit. I don't know what's going on, so I'm just gonna try to sneak into the back and do some reconnaissance. I would like to go to the back. Claudia and Steve are walking to the doors in the back. Are you walking together or are you going to separate doors? Separate. Separate. <laughs> separate. Okay, so let's say Claudia's on the left and Steve's on the right. You both walk up to the doors and you see security standing before them. Is there like a name tag? Let's say there is. Claudia, you see Jonathan and Steve, you see James. Guys, just be patient. Once we get JT in there, you don't have to sneak around. Claudia is gonna ignore that. (laughs) So I just wanna know if this is like towards the dressing rooms, like this door takes you to there or it's like one of those like private rooms. Roll an intelligence check for me. That's a 17. You know enough about Cafe Risqué that you know there are both dressing rooms back here, but also private booths for, uh, as Cletus once said, Eiffel Tower activities and other things of the like. Perfect. I've got an idea for my guy. I'm going to hide around this corner here and I'm going to start hissing to distract him. And as he checks out the sound, I'm going to sneak around through the door. Roll a performance for me, Steve. 19. You turn your back 
to the bouncer, you kind of like move behind one of the tables there and you begin to hiss, a big powerful hiss, like a Gertrude level hiss. And you see the bouncer go, the fuck? <laughs> and begins walking towards the table and then roll a stealth for me. 22. Uh, and with ease, you first crawl out from under the table because you move a little faster like that and then activate the bionics and just walk in through the door. Yes. Unnoticed <laughs> into the back. I've done it. Let's handle Claudia now. Claudia is going to go up to Jonathan. She'll be like, hola, mi amor. I have to, uh, Jonathan, how are you today? I have to go in. It is, I'm, it is my time to work, okay? She's going to try and like just like skirt past. She's like, I work here. Everything's cool. You said it is my time. And I don't know why my brain accepted that as like my time to die. And I was I like, also, <laughs> I know. I was like, why would I say that? That's not correct. If it's my time, it's my time. Roll a deception for me. Dirty 20. And these freaking meathead guards both rolled a three. So <laughs> he goes, what? Oh, yeah, go, go, go ahead, I guess. And lets you through. Ay, gracias. All right, JT, what are you doing? JT realizing that he only has $50 left on him because he left the rest of the cash on the RV. He's gonna like try to throw on some like awkward charm. I'm gonna lean over to him. He's like, oh man, this is my first time here. Like my dad brought me here for the first time. I'm not even really used to Florida. How, um, is there any kind of like discount you could offer? I mean, I, I can slide you another 50, but. Yeah, Juniper, it, it's his birthday. Come on, maybe you can. Uh... Roll a persuasion for me. Ha <laughs> ha! My time to shine. 31. What oh! the f- <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> Juniper says, I understand. Meet me in the back. And dances her way off the ground and then out through the curtains at the back of the runway. I give him a thumbs up and I say, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> uh, keep me updated on the telecommunicator. So now we have David, Cletus, Hayes, and Eddie still here. What do you guys want to do? As it cuts back, we find David has kind of been chattering on to Antonio. And you know, it was... It was really heartbreaking that Levi betrayed me in that matter. And I just, you know, I, we, after all the, all the time and childhood spent together, and you know, he, he was really key in discovering a lot of parts of myself. And it, it made me very comfortable with myself. Of course, I always loved Gladys and my, and my uh, past wife, but I just, he betrayed me in that matter. And it was so devastating. <laughs> Eddie puts an arm around you as Antonio plants a, a light kiss on your cheek. And Eddie goes, uh, he's commiserating and drinking his drink. And he goes, you know, I, I totally understand that sometimes you think you know someone and and, and your best friends and, and they just go behind your back and they hurt you in the worst possible, oh, possible way. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. And he slams his drink and he goes, Antonio, freaking thrust, thrust Antonio. And Antonio thrusts like he's never thrust before. I love your gold Lave thong, by the way. It's very fetching. <laughs> Cletus, what are you doing? I think I'm gonna go over to the bar now. Alright. As this is happening, over the speakers you hear. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. David, you hear. Ah, oh, shit. The tall, tasty temptress. The marvelous, mystic mistress. The bountifully poobied beauty. The sensational Cindy Blue. Who? Oh, oh, oh my god, it's Cindy! And, like, David just jumps up and, like, points. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
full force, full like arm extension. And David points at a six foot tall blonde woman in seven inch spelt heels as she struts down the runway in lacy white lingerie with gold trim. Angel wings strutting from her bra and a white headpiece with golden devil's horns atop her head. She carries an ivory trident in her hands and plants it firmly at the edge of the runway, dropping down to the ground, her entire back flat, hovering hardly an inch off the floor. She rides her way forward and up, licking the trident as she rises before, in an impressive acrobatic feat, backflipping into a crotch catch on the pole behind her and spinning her way up. I pull my hoodie tighter and I start fast walking towards the bar. You walk up to the bar and you see a bartender who you recognize as Shelby. A short, cropped black hair and a green vest. Male, female? Goes by she, her, but like, whatever. Okay. Uh... Shit, I only got three bucks. I'll just have water. Hey, Cletus. Hey, Shelby. Been a while. Yeah. Yes, it has. And Shelby pours you a glass of water. What you been up to? How you been? Uh, you know, pretty good. Business as usual. Just, uh, hanging out. The bar. Hey, uh, Cindy really, uh, she moved up here pretty quick. Like she got promoted? Yeah, you know. She started working here after you, uh, dumped her. I, I saw you here with Eddie. That's, uh... <sighs> How about, uh... Yeah, I, I actually didn't know she was going to be here, and now I'm very tense and feeling very awkward. Uh, uh, how, how are the liberal arts classes? How is that going? Pretty good. I finished my philosophy degree, but uh, I decided to come back, and now I'm doing a, um, a gender studies. I'm hoping to go to uh, an MA program after, but, you know. And then you're going to stay here, or what are you going to do um, after that? I mean, who knows? I really do like bartending, but... You know, I mean, uh, degrees are expensive, so I should probably put them in use, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, then 2020 happened, and I'm yeah. now I'm unemployed. <clears throat> well, not, I mean, I do have a, a detective, a private detective agency. But, yeah, how's uh, the podcast? I mean, um, <clears throat> so, sorry, yeah, yeah, don't worry, no, no one here is paying attention. We're and you hear in your head, I didn't know legs could bend like that! <laughs> 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 I guess I'll telecommunicate to JT. He's like, hey, do you see anything important at all? Like anything of value? Well, let's let's see what JT sees. <laughs> JT, while all of this was happening, you were led into the back. Claudia, you went, you actually went right before him and Steve, so did you. You enter, there's a little bit of a hallway. And as you come out of the hallway, in the middle of that, there's another hallway, but a horizontal hallway. In the middle of that is a door which uh, leads to the backstage. So you assume that that's a dressing room of some sort. You see Juniper come out of it. Juniper points at JT and they take the second booth out of four along the back wall. JT, you go in and there are pink kind of synthetic leather couches. There's a table there. There's a, a collapsible pole that can kind of come in and out. And Juniper says, take a seat. So before we jump there, I guess, Claudia and Steve, uh, now that you are both in here, what's your plan? I will tell you there is one security guard patrolling back and forth in the hallway. He seems pretty lax, but he's there. Can someone please remind me what it is that we are looking for? Anything FM related or Blizzard related? Eddie speaks up and he goes, Marco Rubio frequents the place. So we're trying to find any connections to Mr. Rubio. I think... If we're lucky, we might actually be able to find him here today. Uh, do we by any chance know who he 
likes to come watch maybe who he might oh, be Oh, I can find that out. And he just kind of turns to Antonio and he goes, "Hey Antonio, do you, I heard Marco Rubio comes in here all the time. Do you know what he, his preferred clientele is?" He like he literally like shoves his crotch into your face to shut you up like oh Roll a persuasion check for me. 24. Okay. Despite his incredible resistance to giving this up, I think just the fact that you were blurting this out in the middle of everyone, Antonio kind of like grinds into your face, comes down next to your ear, and he says, Meet me in the back. (laughs) He does a somersault and heads out the backstage entrance. These are very like acrobatic. Like I I don't. (laughs) Cafe Risqué is top notch. David quickly gets up, kind of adjusts himself and walks towards the back. And uh, I'm not sure which which guard does he run into, James or Jonathan? You run into James. Hello, James. Antonio said for me to come on back, so I've come on back. <laughs> have, have, have fun, champ. And he opens the door for you. Thank you so much. It's a oh my goodness, door service. Oh my goodness, I feel like a, like Cleopatra coming to meet Mark Mark Antony. My goodness. All right, ah. everybody, listen. <laughs> JT and and David are the only ones that can move freely. I don't think Claudia and Steve are allowed to be there. But there's one guard. If so, if y'all take him out, I think you'll be more lax back there. Take him out? Are we going for a dinner date? What's going on? Unconsciously or, you know, lethally, it's up to you. Um, I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> it's only one. We could just sneak past him. Well, I hope so. I don't know what to expect back there. But y'all keep, uh, keep, stay focused. I'll stay out here, be a distraction if necessary. In the meantime, David's kind of just like excitedly bouncing like in place as he's waiting to see which booth he's supposed to go into. (laughs) Antonio comes out in a little satin robe and leads you into the fourth booth. So the one all the way at the right end. Oh my goodness, I love your robe. It's very Hugh Hefner, so machismo, my goodness. Gracias, coming. Now I kind of want to resolve Cletus's situation in the main room since you're still out here. I'm communicating to them while I'm like bullshit small talking with uh, Shelby. So you're, you're going to ignore the whole Cindy thing? Oh yeah, he's not trying to get her attention at all. Okay, Eddie at this point, I think he takes his communicator off and sets it on the table and just finishes his drink. He comes up to the bar, like literally right next to Cletus, but not even to talk, just grabs another drink. He orders something and he heads back to the table and sits down and keeps drinking. Did I see him take off the communicator? Roll a perception check. It would be hard because he was like across the club, but... 21. Yeah, let's say you heard a weird noise and you turned to see it laying on the table. It was nice catching up with you, Shelby. Uh, Good luck with your studies. Thanks. Word of advice. Cindy's doing good, but also like it's kind of a weird situation. Um... And I I don't know, you you might just want to steer clear of that. Weird as hell. Uh, I don't know that she's fully over you kind of um, disappearing like that. Uh, right. You know, there, there were some delusions and then there was a lot of anger. And I kind of don't know where she sits right now. And, uh, I you know, it just kind of gets unpleasant here when there's drama. So if we could not. Yeah, I'm, I'll try to sort things out. All right. It was good seeing you, Cletus. You too. Listen, um, I, I would like some alcohol, but I only got three bucks. So, uh, is there I, anything I, that? I, yeah, I, I got you. What do you want? Shit, coke and rum. I don't know. I'll give you the good stuff. And Shelby gives you uh, a coke and rum with some nice rum in it. 
you're the best shelby yeah and i will take that and walk over to the table where eddie is and sit down next to him hey hey this is uh yep this is not what we expected huh yeah uh, um so cletus you should you should go yeah uh i'm uh, yeah, I'll I'll get out of your hair, but uh, you you know uh, you're you're probably my best friend, so yeah, I care about you. Yeah, I know. Wow, Sensei, two in one day, not your son, not your best friend. Wow, you don't hear this. <laughs> Is Eddie's microphone on? Can I hear it through his head? No, he took it off. Damn it, I didn't hear that. Look, good luck with uh, good luck with the uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. Damn, and now I guess uh, Cletus just walks over to... Yeah, fuck it, I'll check out the bathrooms with my coke and rum. Roll a stealth check for me. Oh. Because it's kind of empty. A 14? And you successfully slide into the bathrooms unnoticed. I'm just trying to look for anything suspicious. Uh, give me a search. 12. You lift up the carpet and you see a giant stone circle with the heart and... No, I'm just kidding, I'm fucking with you. (laughs) You find a line of coke uh, on the sink and some dude puking his brains out in one of the stalls. Nice. Already, damn. (laughs) I want to take some of the coke. All right, like, use it or just take it with you? (laughs) Just take it with me. You pull out your big duffel bag with the 20 dead minnows. You, like... Brush the coke into the bag and roll it. Can I put it like in a small pocket in the duffel bag? Yeah, yeah, you put it in a little pocket on the outside. Okay. Uh, Whoever's inside the stall like smells it when you unroll the bag and goes, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what happened to you? (laughs) Me too. That's how I feel on the inside. (laughs) And, uh, okay, JT. So you are now in a private booth with Juniper, receiving a special birthday dance. What do you do? Uh, he's just like sitting there like enthralled. He doesn't know what to do. All the communicators like, all right, guys, what do I do now? Hey, JT, did you, hey, are, um, are you done? Are you finished? Did you? <laughs> not, not like that. I just, you know what I don't, you know what I mean? I don't mean like that. No, she's just like, just getting started, but like. Can I touch? Am I just watching? Am I, like, I don't... Oh, you, oh, like that kind of question. Bueno, you should ask her, be like, can I, can you? It's always good to ask for consent, my boy. I do not know how experienced you are in this, in this area. I, I'm uh, a high school kid who rides around in an RV searching for cryptids. Okay, okay, so what I'm hearing is that you need this, so... Uh... What? Nothing, this is very illegal, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> Yo! Oh, I, no, no, never mind. We take it back. JT, no. JT, stop. JT, uh, JT. Uh, Claudia's gonna go. Claudia's gonna go to the room. <laughs> Any means necessary. No, Any Claudia's going necessary. into the room. You see the security guard go, whoa, whoa, whoa. He stops you and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. There is a private exhibition going on in that gallery, ma'am. I can't let you in. Oh, you cannot let me in. Okay, bueno, there's actually going to be an illegal exhibition happening in that area that I'm going to need you to let me through because if not, you hey, have a lawsuit listen, on your what, hands. Hey, what people put in their bodies is none of my concern, okay? I'm just okay, here to keep the performers me. safe. Excuse oh, me. Oh, God. While they're distracted talking to each other, I'm going to sneak into the dressing room. Okay, roll a stealth with advantage. 21. And Steve just waltzes into the dressing room. Yes. Claudia? Claudia's like, this is stupid. Why am I going to just push past him when I have a stun gun? So she's going to pull out her stun gun. Oh, no! <laughs> and she's going <laughs> to... 
She's gonna taste. <laughs> How long does that stun last? Are you trying to kill him? No, I'm not trying to kill him. I'm just trying to either knock him out just enough to get in there, pull out JT, and then go to the dressing room. Tell you what, since you're just trying to knock him out, let's make this non-lethal, but you have to roll with disadvantage. But if you meet the target, then he's out. Okay. 17. And Claudia pulls out a little stun gun as this man is blocking your path and drives it into his neck and he goes <laughs> and he falls to the ground. Fantastic. Okay. And she's gonna go push past the door and she's gonna stop whatever is happening. <laughs> you open the door and Juniper, who is uh, currently removing her panties, looks at you and says, oh, did you bring a friend? And, and begins to dance on you as well. <laughs> on me? Yeah. Okay, see, that is okay. That is fine. But that is not... I'm going to be like, Juniper, thank you so much. You are too kind. Mi amor, please, just one second. Yeah. And she's just going to push Juniper off and be like, okay, just take a, uh, take a seat. You can... Uh, you know, normally I charge double for parties, but hey, it's your birthday and you're just so charming. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, just... I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to JT. Oh, no, I know. I know. It's, I know it is not my birthday. It's probably not his either. Okay. Thanks. I get that a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay, JT, it is time to go. And Claudia's just gonna go and grab JT. But wait, hold up, we're literally, we're not even past the dance yet. Juniper, I promise you, you do not wanna get past no dance, okay? Consider this a break for you. Just take a seat, lounge back, relax. Oh, thank fuck, okay. And uh, Juniper lays down on the couch and says, all right, do whatever the fuck you want and start smoking. <laughs> oh, magic. Claudia grabs JT and- Thank you, Juniper, you have a lovely home. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You have a lovely home. Juniper is so like checked out that she just goes, yeah, you too. <laughs> David, you have been ushered into a private room with Antonio. Oh my goodness. I, I've never done anything like this before. But you know, Antonio, I, I appreciate the invitation back here. But I have to say that I am, you know, it just, this kind of situation, it just... I feel it's uncomfortable for both of us. I mean, like, in my mind, I'm like, it's actually enjoying I this. I will tell you what's uncomfortable. It is you going outside and yelling about Marco fucking Rubio all over the fucking club, okay? Oh. And he does a little uh, line of coke off his arm, actually. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Well, Antonio, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I just heard through the rumor mill that Antonio, I mean, not Antonio, you're Antonio. Oh, I just, uh, <laughs> my goodness, I'm, my goodness, my gracious, I'm so nervous back here. You look really tense. You want some? And he offers you a little bump of coke. Um, no, thank you. It's, I don't think it's good for the old heart at my age. Don't want to be doing anything that speeds me up. I'm already peppy enough, my friend. Anyway, I was wondering, um, I just heard through the rumor mill that Marco was a frequenter of the club, and I just wanted to know, uh, what his, um, I'm not a journalist or anything. Believe me, this stays between us. Ay, Dios mío. Fuck. Okay. Uh, what do you want to know? Um, I would be interested to know in uh, which of the performers he tends to um, gravitate towards. I, I saw Cindy out there. She doesn't do it for me, but I know that two of my friends out there uh, had quite a thing for her. Is he a, Does he enjoy Cindy or is he more of a, an Antonio man like myself? <laughs> uh, Marco has a, a diverse portfolio of tastes. I have been known to bring him to the back every now and then. I don't, Cindy has never done it for him, but I, I think Juniper 
has once or twice, uh, but he, he sees me pretty often. Okay, wonderful. Well, it's always nice to know that a damn Republican is screwing behind people's backs and making things worse for everyone. Great! <laughs> Tell me about it. And he, uh, at this point now he lights a cigarette. Like he looks, like this is not the energetic Antonio you saw up front. He's like, Antonio, if you have another one of those, can I bum one? Cause at this point I need that, Jesus. Yeah, and he lights a cigarette for you in his mouth and then pops it in yours. So. He frequents you, eh? And uh, what what does he like to have? Is he more of a, a watcher? Is he is he interactive? What's the story there? Let's just say I I do to him what his wife will not. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you know what happens between the curtains of two consenting adults? Who am I to judge? Do you of understand course. how long I have to scrub when I get home to wash? the feeling out of my skin. And uh, David just kind of like pats his shoulder and he goes, yeah, you know, I was, um, you know, a few days ago in the in the back of a bus, you know, I was <laughs> trying to be a, a team player, but you know, it just, sometimes the feeling of being used just, just doesn't wash off like it used to. <laughs> Especially not when you get used by a snake like Rubio. A snake, you say? Tell me more about that. <laughs> do, do you see any scales or anything? Is, does he have like a long tongue? He said, he said, turn a phrase, David. You know, a snake, like, uh, because he's so disgusting and uh, wants to uh, hurt all the people I care about in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of, of, of course. He is like incredibly cold, though. Like, He's always very cold. If I touch him, like, do you have it's a, icy. Does he have a request for a heat lamp to be brought into this room? Uh, no, but he does request that I, I hold him very tightly because uh, uh, he likes the warmth of my body. Mm. Lizard confirmed. Not that I'm surprised. Cletus <laughs> says in the bathroom, like in a stall. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting. Okay, well, what time does he usually arrive? This seems like his day, right? Um... I know he's usually here every single Friday. He takes that day, he's usually here most of the day on Fridays. And it's a Tuesday today because it's ladies night. You know, he, he comes in time to time on other days as well, but on Fridays especially, you can count on him being here. Yes, well, I appreciate all the information. I suppose my, uh, I, I apologize for asking all these questions, sir. It's just, uh, you know, um, I'm not a reporter or anything, but I am a concerned citizen. David, you've that said that twice now, and it's making me nervous. <laughs> Ask him if he does anything out of the ordinary while he's here. Just a final question. Does he do anything out of the ordinary when he's here? I mean, I know it's an unusual place to be at all, but... Roll a charisma check for me. 13. He rolled a 20 on the opposing roll, so... <laughs> Oof. David, listen, you look like a nice man, but I literally just met you today, and... I, I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable. Marco Ruby is a, is a powerful person, and I, I know he likes to be discreet about his visits here, so if you could please of just not, not tell anyone what I told you today. Terribly sorry. No, not at all. I will not breathe a word of this to anyone. I just wanted to know, so that way I could know where to drop off my letters. I keep getting a return address because he's my senator, and I keep sending him letters, but he just it keeps coming back in the mail, and I don't understand where to get them uh, to well, him, can go you know? You know, 
his office is out there. He's not there terribly often, but in the capital. Uh, usually. Yeah, I figured I'd have better luck here, you know, those, those slimy snakes, eh? <laughs> yeah, he, you know, like I said, Fridays, he's here. All day. Well, Antonio, I appreciate you inviting me to the back here. You know, I don't know how long these back visits usually take, but I want you to take the rest of the time for yourself. Have a pampering moment. Enjoy oh. yourself. Enjoy that cigarette. Thank you, David. And he, he hugs you. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. My goodness, my gracious. And by the way, that gold lame fabric, did you make that yourself? I did. Oh, it's fantastic. And it's you must have made it custom because that's quite the ample package for a pouch that you need. <laughs> oh, I stop it. Anyway, all right. Well, I think I should get going. I appreciate it okay. so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, David. Goodbye. And David cut. I don't know. If, is it curtains that close off? It's a door. It's 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 its own booth. Yeah. So David kind of like fumbles with the doorknob as he's kind of like he's trying to back out while smiling at him, <laughs> and he's just kind of like he's fumbling for the doorknob. Oh, and then he just finally has to turn around to reach it and like grab it and then twist it. And he's like, <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And he shuts the door. Steve, what are you looking for in this dressing room? As you enter, you see, I mean, it's very theatrical on either wall, you know, the left and right. There are chairs alongside these like wall-mounted tables and there are big mirrors with light bulbs. It's very bright in here, but at the moment it is empty. Can I roll for investigation? Sure. 12. You look around and I mean, you see lots of typical stuff. There's money here, there's makeup, there's outfits, you know, all the like, but you don't see anything necessarily pertinent to the mission per se. Be straight with me, God. Should I just hightail it out the door here? Probably. All right, yeah. bye dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can take stuff if you want stuff, but as far as like information, you're not finding anything. I don't know. Does anyone want any new shoes? <laughs> oh, well, I did give up my uh, chancletas. No, DC is hey. <laughs> They have to pay a lot of money for those shoes. You leave them. I want to see Stephen heels. No, we right, can. I'm gonna get a no. pair of heels and oh. carry it out the door with me. Steve, you find the smallest pair of heels you can and carefully put them in your jaw and walk out. And as you walk out, you are greeted with Claudia wagging her finger at JT, standing over the body of a like convulsing, somewhat unconscious security guard. Oh God, what happened here? It, that is not neither here nor there. What did you do, Claudia? And David walks out at this point to join all of you. Oh my goodness, my gracious. You didn't have to do that to that poor man. My goodness. He was harmless. He was our friend. And as this is happening, in the bathroom, Cletus, the person who was throwing up, you hear them exit and go, oh, oh God. Oh shit, where'd my coat go? God damn it. And he walks out of the stall as someone else walks in. Can I peep through a, the crack in the door or something? You can peep through the glory hole that's there. Is there a glory <laughs> hole? <laughs> you you peep through and you see a person, but no one you recognize immediately. It's a woman. <gasps> and I don't recognize the woman? Not blonde, no. It's not, it's not who you think it is. I'm just going to listen and see if they say anything. I don't know. They just start washing their hands. And then Hayes walks in and goes, Oh, God, I, I had too much to drink. And runs into the, the bathroom and you hear them begin to use the toilet. Do they have their communicator on? Uh, yeah. Hayes, did you see anybody out there? Yeah, there's some person washing their hands. Ugh. And uh, do they look suspicious? I don't know, Cletus, why? I'm just getting ominous feelings here, so... Uh, I, I could go check. You want me to check? Yeah, when you're done, of course. All right. And Hayes flushes the toilet and walks out and says, Hi! Oh, God. Hello. Uh, well, you certainly don't look suspicious. <laughs> uh, thank you. 
And Hayes washes their hands and speaks to you and says, Well, they certainly don't look suspicious. And they have a Spanish accent. <laughs> this is Cari Lopez reporting. <laughs> <laughs> Chicos, pero what just happened? Hey everyone, it's me, Polly, just stopping in to say thank you all so much for listening. If you want to help keep the cafe alive so we can hire lots of wonderful people like David Feinstein, consider supporting us at the Patreon in the links below or at patreon.com slash Our supporters get access to exclusive perks like a Discord and the ability to have NPCs named after you or create items that we'll use in the game. Special thank you to our patrons Kevin Dubrolet, Clara Jean Kelly, Queso Loco, November Sky, Jerry Benetatus, and Terrence Knox. Oh, and hey, if you're a fan of free things, don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered for the chance to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Look to the sea. Wayland's assembled a team. They're inside already. This was a risky gamble. There will be consequences for the both of you. Don't threaten me with a good time. I thought you said this would be a quick in and out job! Did, did, did I say that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm drawing a blank here, Johnny. Peace of mind. Is that what you call it? You think that what you've given me is peace of mind? I knew you'd come out on the other side. That's just you, right? You never give up. Unless you're giving up on me. It's always raining in Neo-Atlantis. It can't rain all the time. That'll be enough, Mr. Indri. Enough conversation. You have a job to do. Finish it. Kill them. Return Alex Webb to us. The sentiment will surely get me killed in the process, but I mean, none of us get out of this life alive. Am I right? Cybernautica Breakwall, Cybernautica Undertow. A production of Red Fathom Entertainment. Presented by the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to both complete series now. Welcome to Neo-Atlantis. Atlantis.